Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Brazilian Point of View. My name is Ana, and today we do not have a new episode. We have an episode that was uploaded ages ago. It was one of the first episodes that I had on the podcast. If you are an OG listener, you probably know this one. But I honestly do not have time. I am... it. In my like, it would it would be like finals week if I actually took tests, but I don't. I just have a whole bunch of essays to write. Like I literally don't have time for anything. I'm just really lacking on this here. But I didn't want to leave you without an episode. And this is a quite an old episode. Like I said, it was one of my first ones in the podcast. But I really love it. It's also one of my favorites. And I decided to post this one this week because this episode is with Aurelia and Maria. And they came to visit me here last weekend. And it was just so fun. I literally let myself not do any type of work on the weekend, including the podcast. I really need a break. Um, but they came to visit. It was the first time that I met Aurelia in person. I saw Maria after four years. And I had such an amazing time with these girls. But... Yeah, with that being said, the episode is a little bit outdated. Since then, the girls restarted doing their conventions in person again. They went to Brazil in January. They did an amazing convention in London in September. They are still doing conventions online, but they're actually going to have one convention in about two weeks. And then the following week an in-person one in Paris, but they are really soaring and uh, I am so happy for them. We got to catch up and it was just so nice. It was amazing to have them here and it was something that was just so last minute because Aurelia had a concert in Glasgow and then Maria was like, yeah, let's just go to Edinburgh and well and blah, blah. And it was just so fun to have them here. We had such a nice time and it was really nice to just like go out with them and chat and then show them the city. And I hope that I am a good tour guide at this point. But yeah, I do apologize for this episode not being a new one. But like I said, it's one of my favorites. I really love it. And I really hope that you love it too. Um, I am also uploading this way later than I usually do because I was at the library the whole day writing my essays and I just completely forgot of the podcast. I actually remembered when I was already on my way to school. So yeah, I really apologize for this. Um, I hope that next week we just get back to normal and I don't lack so much anymore with the podcast. But I really hope that you guys understand. Anyway, this is such an amazing episode. Um, I keep saying that, but it's genuinely one of my favorites. I really love it. And it's just really interesting. And we get some stories about celebrities without mentioning their names, obviously, because you never know, like with the media these days. But yeah, before we get to the episode, please make sure to follow, subscribe, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and follow the podcast on Instagram at the Brazilian POV Podcast. And now, without further ado, let's just dive into it. Hi, girls. How are you? Hey, great. Good, how, how are you? you? 
I'm good. I'm so happy that you're here in the podcast. It's actually like the first episode that I have like with two guests. And I think that's very exciting. Thank you for having us. Yay. I'm excited. I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited. Um, So tell everyone a little bit about yourselves. Okay, so uh, I'm Maria. I'm 24. Um, I'm Moroccan and Russian, and I live in Paris. And I'm the I'm the founder. I'm one of the founders of Dreamit Conventions. And my name is Aurelia, and I'm 23. I'm French, and I normally live in LA, but right now because of COVID, I came back to France. And I study at a film school, and at the same time, I'm one of the founder of Dreamit. Awesome. So um, what is DreamitCon? So everyone can really understand what it is and everything, if you can tell us. So um, basically, we organize conventions and conventions are events where um, fans can get to meet actors and yeah, so celebrities. And basically, it has started um, in Paris only. So we were doing events in Paris with uh, celebrities from everywhere in the world. Like we had French celebrities, Americans, English, Norwegian, Italian. So kind of any, uh, a lot of people. And uh, and then we started doing events outside of France. So we did an event in Seoul in South Korea. We were planning events in London before the lockdown. So that's on pause right now. And since COVID, we, we are doing a lot of virtual events. Yeah, I love that you adapted so well to COVID with this online events. They are like bombing, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) So how, when, and why did you decide to create Dreamin? We knew the world of convention. We met at a convention in 2013, I think. Um, and then we started, uh, we started hanging out and then we went on a trip in, um, in the U S and we were walking in LA, we were walking, um, and we were like thinking like all those conventions are basically the same thing, like over and over again, like there's no new thing. And we wanted to like reinvent convention in a way. So we were like oh if other people can do it why can't we think and then that's how like the whole idea came and then we kind of took a break from this idea for like few years two years approximately and then in 2017 we were uh we were on a trip in greece and we were like you know what just let's do it and then everything arrived how it was supposed to Yeah, That's so nice. it came to life when we were traveling together um, in LA. And I remember we also went to Vegas. And so, you know, mm-hmm. it was all surreal. And it was kind of like these talks where you were talking about your dreams and stuff that you don't really think yeah. can happen. Um, so we thought about the name uh, when we were in, um, in Vegas during that trip. And, uh, and we created, uh, I remember that we created an email for it. 
And we started like sending <laughs> yeah. out emails to agents and really it made no sense because we had no idea how to do it, but we just really wanted to do it. We knew mm -hmm. who we wanted to invite. And so we sent emails and the, the agents were like, okay, so this actor, um, his fee is like $100,000. And we were like, okay, sure, let's do it. Like we had absolutely no idea what we were doing. And, um, and then for some reason, like it didn't, um, it didn't work because basically the, the actor that we wanted got invited somewhere else. So we thought that spending $100,000 on him was not something that we could do. So we decided to, um, to wait to do it. And also, I think it's a great idea that we didn't do it back then because we had mm -hmm. no team. We had absolutely no knowledge whatsoever on how to organize that. But, um, but it, but it's yeah. really funny because on that trip, we, we also like, that's kind of how the, um, the logo came out. Like, so our logo is a dream catcher. And when we were in, I think it was, yeah, it was in LA. We bought like two dream catcher. I don't know why we, we kind of love the idea of like catching your dreams and you know, the whole like conversation happened at the same time. So it was, it was a perfect uh, perfect thing so when we were like oh what logo um are we gonna do you know like uh, and we were like a dream catcher like it was like obvious so it was it was just perfect for us that's how everything happened <laughs> that's so cool because you were like oh I want to do it and then you just did it like you didn't like think so much about it like it's gonna be so hard and everything you just did it I think it's so amazing and do you remember who was the first person that you booked for an event yeah it was Lucy Hill oh nice <laughs> yeah. like something like very well known like, everyone yeah. knows her we wanted we wanted a big name for of yeah us, it was like go like, big guest. or go home yeah Love and it him. was like you know the bigger the guest is the the more people are gonna hear about it so that was you know <laughs> yeah that's yeah. so cool I love it um so how is the organization of the events because I know it can be so confusing sometimes and tricky but like how do you even do it because I cannot even organize my week <laughs> um well there's like different things uh well so it's different for virtual events and uh, in-person. So for like, for in-person, for example, um, we contact the agents, we talk about the guests that we want, we talk about the fees, the, like all the, we ne negotiate the whole, like the whole thing, like um, flights and uh, all those kind of stuff, uh, hotel room, how many nights, all those, all those stuff. And then we send the contract and then when we get it signed, we can announce. And then after that, there's um, a whole like period where we have to book the flights, which takes a long time. We have to book the hotels. We have to book even like uh, small things that people don't think about. We have to book, we have to. <laughs> um, and then like security and we have to buy like all the things to prepare for the event. Um, and we have then, to promote it also like yeah uh, when we announce someone we have to uh, promote that person to get like sale like so that tickets can sell and then also 
the rest of the convention depends on how the sales are going. So like how many guests will be able to have and that sort of things. How yeah. many people are on the team? Um, like 40, 50? Yeah, like 40. Yeah, I have like no idea of anything because I like for me, if you ask me randomly, I would say like 10, like completely clueless. <laughs> no, 10 would not be possible. Basically, <laughs> well, for example, yeah, from what you told me, um, not ever. Well, at the do, beginning, like, it was it was not it was not 40 yeah. at the beginning. At the 40. beginning, it was a whole mess. I'm not gonna lie. The first I one, I think there were like 20. Mess. Yeah, yeah, but the. It was a whole mess. The first one was a whole mess. Like we didn't have any schedule for the staff, which now we we do have, and is very important. Um, and we were like, okay, you go there, and then you go there, and I don't know what you're gonna do, but you do you do you, and you do that, and then oh, <laughs> let's print stuff the same day as the event, and oh wait, the printer is not working. Let's go to the hotel printer thing, like to print stuff, and it was yeah it was a mess but now we have we have it under control like it's better it's way better (laughs) but yeah for example uh when you do a virtual event we are doing one per month and we have approximately 20 actors so you need at least 20 people because like at least i think 30 people per event because each actor has um like an assistant that that is also translating and then you have a moderator that is moderating the meeting. So, uh, you know, like getting people in, counting, looking at, you know, if people who are in, who are um, in the meeting have bought tickets, you know, like overlooking everything. And then we are, you have uh, someone who's supposed to be on Twitter and Instagram to, um, you know, answer if anyone has an issue or questions. So I would say that you need you need at least 25, 30 people. And, and for it, it actually depends on how the event is. The first event we organized, I think we had 300 um, attendees. So we needed at least like 25 staff members. And now we're doing, um, or we're, as soon as we're able to, we're going to do an event in London with Amelia Clark. So for that, I think we will need to have at least at least 60 staff members. Oh, that's a lie. Yep. Yeah, but like I think like is like I just wanna like clear because I don't think I understand it so much. But um as like famous are the people in the event, like how you need like more people on the staff is like kind of how it works. It depends no, on how I mean, they it depends sell. on how many people, yeah, how many people are coming. So, like for example, oh, like okay. at Clark, we, we want to do a big event uh, because she's a big guest, and we need you know to sell a lot of tickets to pay her fees technically. Um, so since it's a bigger event, then we need more people. We can do small events like we did, um, and that's like that's fine if we have like 20, 25 people. But um, yeah, bigger events need more people. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. For example, like the first event that we did was for a show called Scum. And we had four actors and 300 uh, fans. So for that, I think that 25 staff members is enough. So staff members are here to coordinate everything. So 
the autographs. Um, there's also like a main room with the where the panels are held, and that's where everyone is. And basically on the screen, uh, we tell you like you have to go to the photo shoots, you have to go to the autographs, and you, you need to have staff members helping people to go from one place to another to reply to you know like answer all the questions if fans have questions. Then you need we have someone who's handling all the photo shoots and uh, handling the autographs and handling you know like all sorts of um, of activities. And so basically for like we had a, an event for rain and there were 15 actors and also like I think 450 fans. So for that, obviously you need more than 25 um, staff members because you know, mm -hmm. if there are 15 actors and there's like one private assistant for each actor, that's already 15. Yeah. And that's 15, 15 people who need to stay with the actors. So, you know, you need at least 25 more to run the event. And, uh, and for Amelia Clark, we're expecting more than 1,000 people. So for Whoa, that, we're going to need like a lot more so people. Many people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for that, we're going to need a lot more staff members because you will have a lot more people that will need to get from A to B or who will have a lot of questions. And so, yeah. Also, like, what is the hardest part to organize an event in, in person? Um, I think it's when there's a lot of things happening and you're running like you're running late and you have like agents coming at you and like oh this is late like we need to you know we need to hurry or like they're like stressing you out when you're already stressed mm -hmm. and you're like wait let's see the schedule and let's see how we can fix everything um to not finish like to not be that late or like to hurry up so it's, yeah, that is like the most stress stressing part is when you're late and you have agents coming at you, or even when you you're not late and they're coming at you like, okay, we need to start this like right now. You're like, I know, like this is lunch break. Why are you talking to me during lunch break? <laughs> like, let me organize my thing. Like you're you're like you're stressing me, makes me like less efficient. So, yeah. They're very stre like stressing to me. I don't know about you, but yeah. yeah, some agents are hard to work with. Yeah, yeah, but it's also like about finding the balance between, um, you know, like pleasing the fans, but also pleasing the agents. Mm -hmm. So like, if you know, if it was up to us, we would let fans have autographs that last five to ten minutes each, but that's not possible because like, if you have an like a, an autograph session that lasts two hours and I don't know you have sold say 150 autographs you have to do them all in two hours so you can't like you just can't run late and have too much time for each for each fan but like fans need to get what they paid for and to have a nice experience and be able to say mm -hmm. all the things that they want to say to to the actor but also you have like the pressure of agents like looking it up and being like this is not fast enough. You need to, you know, make it faster. Like, I think that agents, some agents would be totally fine if actors would just sign the the photo and then the fan would leave. I think that for some agents, that's how they would see things. But we don't like to do that. We want fans we to had, have a good experience. Yeah. 
we had one agent for our rain convention. She was giving, like, she was taking the um, the picture from the fan, and she was like putting it on the table, like let the at least let the fan, like she, and it was not even a big guest, like it was a small guest, like I'm not even kidding, like you didn't have to do that 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 was so stupid like that was she was stressing the fan and it's like it's not good um like the fans you know like they see everything like they see that the agents are like are mean or like are stressing them and when they are already stressed and it's like it's like why why like no you you, you know it really like, sometimes i don't understand like Sometimes I don't understand, like, for the biggest guests, like, we have no problem. And then for, like, the small guests, like, agents come, and it's, like, a whole mess. So stupid, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I remember when me and Maria, we were in New York. I think, like, you guys were organizing an event. And I remember that you were setting some things up, and I was like, oh, my God, I could never like this for me. It's impossible. Because I know that you guys have so much work and I can only imagine how hard it was for you to adapt after the pandemic. So how was it adapting for the pandemic? Because you said that you had this event in London coming up and then you had to yeah. structure everything up for online events. Honestly, it was so hard because we were at um, a point in our career where we had so many uh, ideas and we had like- In project, yeah. Yeah, we had like real ambition of, you know, what we want Trimit to become. And it all starts with um, doing events in London, becoming like a bigger company and having bigger um, guests at our events. And it was starting with Amelia Clark. And the idea was that we will get Amelia Clark at an event in 2020. So announcing Amelia Clark first and then announcing someone else, like another big guest from Game of Thrones at the same event. So have this huge Game of Thrones event in London. And then we had another event planned in London in 2020 for another big thing that we're not allowed to talk about. Um, <laughs> so that's that was the idea for 2020. And we had worked so hard for this. Like we had negotiated that person for so long. And the idea was to do that and to prove to everyone in London that, you know, we were able to run that kind of that kind of event in order to plan an even bigger event in 2021. And now it is 2021 and we didn't do our event with Amelia Clark. We didn't do our second event with that person that we had already, you know, like almost signed. And obviously, we're not going to do our super big event in 2021. We don't even know if we're going to be able to do any event in 2021 in person. So it was so frustrating. So frustrating I think at first. What was very frustrating, too, was that um, so we had from March to June, we had five events. Um, we had two in London and then three in Paris. And everything like happened so fast um like our when the lockdown happened our event was one week after so it was like super fast and we we were in like it's not like we had like a few months to prepare like oh this is gonna happen no it was like boom okay bye you cannot do your event you you don't know if you can do an event in may or june or 
September or November or whatever. It was like, we don't know when this thing is going to end. And it was like so sudden that it was like so frustrating because you worked so hard. Like we worked a whole year for like all those events and like nothing happened. So it was very frustrating. Uh, I think like it was, yeah. And then yeah. after that, uh, what was the cool thing that we did was um, we had like, we did YouTube live with guests. Um, so it was like a free thing. And we, on our YouTube channel, we were live on YouTube with uh, like guests from Rain or Scam and stuff or Teen Wolf. And, um, and like, so it was fun. It was just like during the lockdown, like nobody had anything to do. And it was like n something for people to enjoy while stuck at home. And that's when we the idea of virtual event came up and that's when everything started like we did our first one in may which is crazy like we're doing our seventh one in like two three weeks now yeah. and that's like that's crazy yeah so we did more even that was that were you know not planned than even that were planned <laughs> yeah Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Moving to Edinburgh was not an easy decision and it required a lot of mental and emotional preparation and nothing could have prepared me better than going to therapy. I've been in therapy for the past seven years now and I cannot recommend it enough for those who think about starting this journey. I know sometimes it might be hard to find a good therapist that will match you, so that's why I recommend a BetterHelp as your next therapy source. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you can get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the Brazilian POV. That's better com slash the Brazilian POV. It was like so nice the way that you adapted into it because I remember when I saw that you guys were doing like an online event and part of um, the money of the tickets were going to a hospital, if I'm not mistaken, to help with the COVID situation. And I thought that was so nice. And I was actually able to participate in that event. And I thought like just everything, the organization that you guys had and everything was so amazing. And I actually participated of the Wizards of a Waverly Place um, room. And it was like a dream come true. Like I was like, oh my God, this is happening. It was amazing. And it's so nice because you can also reach people from other countries as well. Like I even saw this girl, like I'm, I'm seriously going to see about it. Um, this girl on TikTok that she was in an event from you guys with Ed Westwick. 
And then she went like viral on Brazilian TikTok. She was like, oh, I talked <laughs> with Ada Westwick. Yeah, it's actually what we love about these events. Like, of course, it's never going to be like a real event when you get that, you know, in-person interaction. But the great thing is that you're able to gather people from all around the world. So at the same time, someone from Brazil can participate and someone from, you know, Paris. We have people from Australia, from Japan. And it's absolutely crazy that, you know, we're able to gather so many people at the same event. And that, that's awesome because, you know, there are so many people who can't come to Paris or London when we're doing in-person events. And, um, and you know, with these uh, virtual conventions, we're able to uh, have, like, approximately 20 actors and actresses per month which you know um, allows us to invite people that we can't invite that easily in Paris because you know it's a whole other organization you know you have to book flights book tickets uh, book the um, the venue and now you have not none, none of that like you just have a zoom meeting so you just need a computer or an iPhone or whatever, and you can just, you know, be live with so many people watching you from all over the world. So that's really exciting. Yeah, I love this proposition that you can actually reach so many people. And it's very dynamic as well. Like, at least from my experience, I think it was like, very well organized, just like, also the translator that was on the meeting and it was it was like so nice the interaction between the actors and everything it was like so cool when you're at a in-person event and you're signing an autograph there's someone behind you and there's someone you know um, in front of you and so you need to say some things that are sometimes very personal and you're afraid that maybe someone's listening or you know that someone is right there waiting for you to be done to get to their autograph and now it's different like you have your time you know that it's this time is just for you and yourself no one else is listening to what you're saying so it's a really private um and comfortable moment and also you know you're in your living room the actor is in her living room so you kind of feel like you know you're just facetiming with a friend and um and I think that's really cool yeah, it's like more intimate and less pressured to like talk to that person. Yeah. Also, like last minute question. Do you think that even when things get back to normal and you have in-person events as well, like do you think you're going to keep going with the online events or it's going to like get done with it? No, yeah, we're gonna continue with uh with it. Like we like the idea of doing it. We like the idea of bringing people that cannot come. Uh, and some people like they don't have access to conventions like like you won't see a rain convention in Korea or something so it's um, so yeah so we're gonna keep doing it Um, we're gonna do it less because we're doing one per month and when we go back to in uh, like in-person convention we're not gonna have that much time to do it um but yeah definitely like at least like one every three four months okay yeah you mentioned you know the fact that we were uh that we are donating parts of the profits to charities so what happened uh at the you know during our first event was that we were all so stressed because of coronavirus and we were seeing how 
people were working so hard, you know, like health workers to help us get through um, this crisis. So what we thought we'd do, and you, you also had like so many people who were like depressed or anxious because, you know, a lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people can't go out because of their health. And it was kind of like some lights during a very, very difficult time for everyone. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to have the opportunity, first of all, to give back, which is why we chose to uh, support health workers for our first event. And it was also an opportunity to, you know, like make people happier during these times where, you know, like I know that a lot of people are telling us that we have saved their 2020 because like they didn't go out since March or stuff like that. And it's super hard. And I feel like it's kind of like it brings you comfort to get to talk to people that you love or that you admire. And then we decided that we will, um, you know, we have the, the possibility to work and not everyone has a, this possibility right now. So we wanted to give back at every single event. So what we're doing is that um, every Dremit at home that we're organizing, you know, parts of the profits are going to a charity that we choose. So that's super cool because we get to support a lot of different charities. And, um, and yeah, and that's something that we really wanted to do. I think that's like so cool because you actually give back and you are also like entertaining people because I remember when I participated of the first event, like for me, it was like a surreal experience. Like I talked about it for a week straight. Like my sister could not <laughs> listen to me talk about it anymore. My mom was like, okay, like we get it. But it was like so cool. It's like such a different experience. Like I was so excited. Like I almost cried, but it's like so nice. Really, I love that you are like helping people that are at home because especially like there in the beginning was so hard, like adapting to this whole situation. Like obviously it's still hard, but in the beginning was harder and like just giving back. I love the work that both of you do. Thank you. Thank you. So do you have any nice stories to share? You don't actually have to name the actor or actress if you don't want to, but um oh there's one thing that I, I can think of um you know we've had a rain event uh last year with I think 16 mm -hmm. or 17 actors and Let's so see. basically we had the whole cast like the whole main cast and some people did not know each other like they hadn't officially met because like there's this um so one of the main actors Toby Ragbo his character left on season three and so any any uh, actor that arrived on season four, they had not met in real life. So basically, so also like, you know, the rain convention, we're doing one per year. And it's kind of like their reunion because they don't all have time to see each other in real life during that year. Because, you know, some of them shoot in Budapest, uh, some of them shoot in Los Angeles, others leave in, um, in England. So they don't get to see each other. And this is like their huge reunion for them so they really love doing it because they get to all meet up in Paris um it's like they're this little tradition now and last year what was funny is that a lot of them did not know each other like they got to officially meet um at our event so that was really nice like the idea that we're creating friendships um mm -hmm. or like allowing people to meet that was funny 
Yeah, um, he, uh, Toby, and um, another guest, uh, Nick Slater. Yeah. Um, he's from Australia. They never met. They technically plays play brothers, but ne- <laughs> they never met. And it was really funny because they got really close and stuff. Like they were like, oh, like they were talking to each other and like hanging out with each other, and it was like really cool um, to see that you know happening in front like yeah. in front of you you're like oh that's because of me cool and then we had the same thing for like our um wicked is good convention we had two guests one from the maze runner and one from teen wolf they never met but then they uh, they got like they became close and then they saw each other in la like there were picture of the, pictures of them uh stories of them like hiking so it was really funny it was like oh <laughs> yeah and they didn't know each yeah. other before that <laughs> that's so cool and also like on one uh the first no that yeah the first big event that we organized so the second one we had um so it was a lot of different um tv shows so a lot of people didn't know each other at all and uh we we did um we went to the restaurant after the event all together um and you know like one of the actors that were that was invited uh, really liked someone else, and they started like flirting uh, at the restaurant and everything. And then I know that um, like one of the actors has asked her agents to give us uh, to to send us a message so that we can give them the number of one of the actors because they wanted to talk together, um, and that was funny. Do you have any spicy story? Mm, well, there are all the party stories. Like sometimes they really want to party because like they're in Paris for like two or three days and um, and they really want to party. So there are so many actors that get drunk um, and then like, or have like special requests like we've had an actor who like the first thing that this person has asked when he landed was if we can get him weed for oh, yeah, like, for like one was, of his parties in in France in Paris it was really funny like it like he called us that person called us and he was like oh can I do you know how I can can I get weed and we were like um you know like we we don't smoke weed so it was like <laughs> you you're asking the the wrong person. <laughs> yeah. But then I called a friend of mine who knows a friend of hers who <laughs> smokes weed. So what happened is that this person um joined the actor and then they just smoked weed together in his bedroom. So <laughs> that was funny. Um and quite unexpected. Uh, but yeah, there are a lot of stories like that. I know that one actor, um, he partied with the rest of his castmates uh, the day before the convention. And so he was so drunk and he kind of like mixed alcohol. So the next day he was not able to finish the convention. Like he was so, he got so sick because he, I think he mixed like vodka and wine or something. I don't know. Um, and so he was not able to get up. Like, I remember we were waiting for him to finish his photo shoots. He had done like half of them and didn't finish the other half. And then I go in the green room and I see that he's lying down on the couch and I'm like, what's going on? And he was, he was like yellow. I thought that he was going to die right there. I was like, what's 
happening. It was so scary. But actually, he was just, you know, like he was too drunk and he didn't sleep well. And it was he got sick because of that. But it was not nothing big. But yeah, it was funny. I was like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? Which are some of the actors that you have worked with in the past? Uh, we've worked with Ed Westwick, who plays Chuck on Gossip Girl. Um, we have, oh, that was funny. Like, I have a story with him as well. Like, um, I went to pick him up at the airport. And, um, and he wanted to drink some Red Bull. So we stopped, um, we stopped like somewhere uh, in the way in Paris. And it was actually like midday and like people were going out from school. Like there was a high school right close to the place where we stopped. And I just went to the, to the store with him and I had no idea. Like I didn't even think for me, I was just like, he wanted Red Bull. So I was like, okay, let's stop and get your Red Bull. And then we walk and I realized that I'm with Ed Westwick who plays Chuck on Gossip Girl. So obviously you're in Paris. People are going out from school. So what are you thinking? Everyone watches Gossip Girl in high school. So we were walking and everyone was like, oh my God, that's Chuck Bass. And like, literally there were like 10 young people in the store and they have all turned to see him and they all recognized him. So it was like, oh shit. All right, just go to the car. I'll get you your Red Bull and you can just, yeah, just go. Cause this is going to get like, yeah. So that was funny. Like we didn't, I didn't even realize. And I was like, oh shit, like, he wanted some privacy. And I'm like, okay, sure. Let's go to a store in the middle of Paris and get you some Red Bull and nothing's going to happen. I would die if I was one <laughs> of those high schoolers, seriously. <laughs> so totally understandable. Oh, I have a good story too. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to say who it is so that no one knows. But basically, we've had one person who attended the event, and uh, it, and she was like very into one of the actors that we've invited, and basically she wrote uh, her number on a paper, and she was like, "I'm a hot French girl, blah blah blah. Here is my room. Here is like the my Instagram. Here is my number, and you can just reach out to me if you want to have some fun while you're in Paris." And the thing is, like, we're very careful with that. So you're not able to give the actors something, like, something weird without us knowing or, you know, monitoring it. So she wasn't able to give it to him. So she actually gave it to his co-star, who's, like, older than him, who plays a mom. And um, and she gave it to, to, to that person and was like, yeah, can you give him that and tell him that, you know, it's from me? And, you know, um, our one of the, the private assistants took the paper and gave it to me. And so I'm like, I'm reading it and I'm like, what is this? And then it's like, hi, I'm a French girl. Here's my number. Like, if you want to have some fun, I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is definitely not happening. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so is there a possibility of bringing Dream It events to Brazil? I would yes, love and Maria that. is always open to travel. That's <laughs> all I'm gonna say. <laughs> She's always open to travel. So like, if people ask for a convention and there there are not people asking for like a convention, 
like she will talk to me and she she'll be like okay Aurelia can we go to Brazil uh, at Brazil and like do a convention thank you yeah she'll, <laughs> she'll like she'll be the first one to tell me <laughs> I love Brazil and I love traveling so you know being able to work and travel at the same time is something that I'm always up for uh, and you know there's so many fans in Brazil like yeah it's so funny well we always laugh about it because like whenever you go to a post like a tweet of any celebrity in the world you see say hi to your Brazilian fans <laughs> Please come to Brazil. Like, come to Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that there is something to do in Brazil. Like I'm sure. So if any Brazilians listen to that podcast, you can reach out to us. And if you can gather enough people for any TV show, we are so in. Like I love, love Brazil. I would love to do it. Amazing. And obviously, like Brazilians would be so grateful because we love celebrities and just like meeting people and like just like my reaction it was like enough and I'm not even like that extra <laughs> so yeah yeah the actors would love to go to Brazil as well because it's mm -hmm. not something that oh, they you know yeah. like going to Paris they do it quite often but going to Brazil I'm sure that all of them would be like yes so finally do you have any advice for anyone who thinks about starting a conventions company you have to be tough in like because people are not gonna like you <laughs> um people are gonna be mean uh on social media a lot um but if you think like what you're doing is right and that is like people are gonna like what you're gonna do then i guess keep on going Yeah, I think my biggest advice would be like, don't rush. Think it through. Like, because, you know, when you do that, you're tempted to be like, I don't know. Um, I'll take me, for example. I love excited. Yeah. And you can be like, okay, I'm inviting actors. Why don't I just invite my favorite actor? And, you know, and then you'd be like, okay, I'll, uh, it's like, it's my company. Let's just invite my favorite actor. Hmm. But that's not how it works. Because, like, the actors that you invite cost a lot of money so you need to think it through and be like okay mm -hmm. how can I price this to be able to pay the actor and not have a 15,000 euro debt at the end of the event um, how can I like who should I invite how can I promote how can I make this happen you also need to have a team working with you because obviously like, I really think that you should think it through uh, it's not impossible but it's hard So, like, don't just be like, okay, I want to meet my favorite actor, so I'll just launch my company and invite that actor. And, you know, like, that's not how it works. Like, um, the actors, like, have a high fee, so you need to be able to pay for it. And, uh, and yeah, like, so really think it through. See what works. Try to gather a lot of people, like, mm -hmm. so that they can talk about your company and um, support you in, in doing that. So think it through so thank you so much for coming to the podcast where people can find you online to keep up with the conventions because you are actually announcing an event right now 
yeah we always are we're, like <laughs> yeah we're uh doing two virtual events one in january one in february um and you can find us on twitter instagram or tiktok is at dream it con and even on youtube is dreamy convention and our website is dreamy-convention with an s.com and if you go to our website then you'll see like our instagram and twitter and everything so you can you can follow us through our website i also wanted to say that we released a video on youtube when we where we explain how to organize mm -hmm. conventions so if people are interested in like how to organize a convention there is like a whole video where we explain everything like the whole process Awesome. So thank you so much for coming. I love this episode. I love recording with both of you. Thank you for thank having you. us. It was a pleasure. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. But before I wrap up totally, I'm going to give this week's recommendation because back then I didn't give recommendations at all. So the next in-person convention the girls are making is going to be Teen Wolf. It's going to be themed Teen Wolf. So I thought that this could be the recommendation of the week. I actually watched Teen Wolf, I think, in the first year of the pandemic. And I actually quite enjoyed it. I really liked the first few seasons more than the ending itself. Although I liked the ending as far as I remember. But... It's generally like a good and timeless show that I, if I'm not mistaken, is on Netflix. I know it's in Brazil. I'm not sure if it's here in the UK or any other country. So don't hold me on that. But it's a really good show. Definitely worth watching. And um, yeah. Actually, this is the recommendation of the week. I was going to say more about it, but I just realized that I don't remember so much about it. I swear I liked it. This is just me, like, with my scrambled brain after spending a day of the library. But, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope to see you back here next week. Bye, everyone. <laughs>